The Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Boy, am I going to be insufferable the next couple podcasts here with the Philadelphia Eagles. My birds are going to the Super Bowl on February 12th to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, and thank you to Scott Geezy for the introduction. Uh, the Parting Shots Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. And thanks for joining me for the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. We have another great show for you. We'll talk a little bit uh, about the Eagles and in just a couple seconds here, but um, uh, later on in this podcast, we'll have uh, new Union College football head coach John Poppy, and uh, he was named the head coach last Friday at a press conference on the Union campus at uh, Not uh, Memorial, and also I will speak with uh, Union Athletic Director uh, Jim McLaughlin about the uh, hire. Um, we'll t- talk about the Eagles just briefly here. I mean, just was a great day. Uh, this past Sunday, watching them beat the 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. Uh, it's a shame what happened to Brock Purdy, but hey, it's football, man. It's football. And uh, yeah, 49ers should have had a better backup quarterback. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts you know, played okay, not great, but uh, and of course, being an Eagles fan, you're nervous uh, going into that game. And uh, even though Purdy got hurt, you 7-7 at one point, you wonder, it's going to be one of those days. But uh, the Eagles defense played well and uh, yeah, knocking their uh, fourth-string quarterback out of the game. And uh, Purdy had to come in. He couldn't throw. Yeah, it, as we found out uh, a couple of days later, he tore his elbow, his UCL nerves. He may, have, he may have to have Tommy John surgery. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it was a great uh, game by the Eagles. Uh, their fourth appearance in the Super Bowl, second in the last five years. Of course, we remember – uh, the great game uh, in Super Bowl 52, Nick Foles leading the Eagles to their first Super Bowl title, uh, beating the New England Patriots 41-33. And, of course, we uh, should mention that before this podcast, I started taping this podcast, we found out that Tom Brady uh, has retired officially now. So uh, a great career for Tom Brady. Of course, he's now headed to uh, the uh, Fox Sports uh, booth, which is going to be interesting to see where he Lands with the money Fox paid him, I I fully expect that to have a three man booth next year with uh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. So we'll see how that plays out uh, during the off season. But we'll talk we'll talk a lot more about the Eagles uh, next week on Super Bowl stuff. We'll have some interviews and uh, you know talking talking about the birds and uh, the Chiefs, and uh, we'll we'll delve delve into that next week. But uh, let's focus on this podcast with, uh, with Union College Hockey's. Uh, the men and women are back in ECAC hockey play this weekend. Uh, the Dutchmen will head to Colgate and Cornell, while the women host Yale and uh, uh, Brown uh, this weekend at Messer Ring. The men have eight games left in the regular season. Uh, they're just uh, they're tied for ninth with uh, RPI, just two points in back of Brown for the eighth and final playoff spot for that first round sudden death game in the ECAC hockey tournament. And both teams are uh, four points behind Clarkson 
for seventh place. And uh, I don't know if um, getting a top four and, and getting a first-round buy is a, it, with the three-point system, maybe. But they're 14 points behind Colgate right now. So it might be just a little tough uh, uh, go, going as far as trying to get into a top four spot at this point. You know, Quinnipiac leads with 36 points, followed by Harvard with 34, Cornell 31, Colgate 28. And then five is St. Lawrence at 24, and Princeton has 20. Of course, the Union RPI are not close to the bottom as well. Dartmouth has 13 points in 11th place, and Yale uh, bringing up uh, the rear with 10 points. On Tuesday of the annual weekly uh, media availability, um, Josh Halge was there, the head coach of the Dutchman, along with players Nick Petrullo, Tyler Watkins, and uh, Ben Tupker. Uh, We started out with um, head coach uh, Josh Halge. Uh, talked about uh, getting ready for this weekend's games and uh, what he's going to do to replace uh, Nick Petrullo, who's out of uh, the game Friday, of one-game suspension for his fight uh, against uh, John McIsaac of uh, RPI late in the uh, third period of that uh, Mayor's Cup game. So here's uh, Union head coach Josh Halge. Josh, you know, starting the home stretch now of the ECAC regular season. Uh, you guys, two points out of that last home white spot uh, with uh, Brown in eighth place. You got a tough road trip coming up. Uh, Colgate Cornell is always a bit difficult for this team. What do you have to do to get at least you know, three points and maybe split or even try to sweep this weekend? Well, I, th- I think the biggest thing for us is it's just about us continuing to get better, and I think we've taken steps. Um, so I'm excited to see how we do on the weekend. Um, you know, I think it's just our compete level, our hunger for pucks, and our ability to get to the net front. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm positive about where we're at and excited about the way the group's going, so just keep playing the way we have been. The way you played again Saturday night, when we talked about it after the game Saturday, how much do you have to emphasize to the, to the players that this is the way we got to play if we want to you know, get home ice, at least in the, in the first round, and maybe an outside shot at a first-round bye? Well, I think you know your leaders sort of drive – drive the locker room and I think they've done an outstanding job of just you know instilling in our guys what it takes and um, you know we're a group that's learning what it takes right now but I think um, the veterans have done a great job just establishing that in our locker room. Coach what's the period been like since Saturday I mean are you guys coming off the high of such an emotional win what was you know the message maybe this week to get them to regroup and you know knowing that you have some big games coming up here? Well the biggest thing is just kind of you know resting first and, and enjoying it but then it's you know this is this is a stretch run, and this is the time where we got to make a push. So, um, really start to dive into you know Colgate and Cornell here tomorrow in practice, and um, you know we, we have to, to play like we did because it's it's really important for us to get some conference wins. Yeah, the Colgate game was a tight one, but the Cornell one it was out of, it got out of hand after the second period. And always line of rink is always a tough place to play, and you, know, you know that from your Clarkson years. Uh, what's the mindset going into this road trip uh, to, to Central New York? Well, I, I think we're, you know, excited about the challenge and where we're at. And um, it's, you know, for us, when we played them, I, I don't think we were playing our best hockey. And I think we're just learning how good we can be. And um, it, it's exciting to go in and, and play two really good teams when you're, you know, playing well. And I'm, I'm expecting us to be at our best on Friday. How do you expect to, uh, what, what are your plans to replace Nick Petrillo on Friday with the suspension? I, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, obviously it's a tough loss for us because he had an outstanding game on Saturday. But, um, you know, just next man up mentality and whether we, you know, go 60 or 70 or, thir- you know, 12 and 13 forwards, we'll have to make that decision. But, you know, 
if anything, it gives him a, a night off, and he'll be ready to go for us on Saturday. Is that a decision you'll make maybe Thursday or maybe a game day decision? Yeah, I think, you know, you'll, you'll travel with, you know, our 24 and, and kind of see what gives us the best chance. Um, you know, we like playing 7D because it just, you know, you, if something happens on the back end, it's nice to have that extra guy where if you lose someone up front, you, you know, you can play with 11. So, uh, but at, at the same point, it'll kind of just be, um, you know, who, who earns that last spot for us in the lineup on, on Friday night. How has practice been this week? Does it seem like a team that's a little low from Saturday? Or are they completely motivated to, to continue to get after it? Well, you know, yes, on Mondays we usually tip. It's just a kind of a skill day, get, get up and down the sheet and just handle pucks and, you know, make sure everybody's feeling good about themselves. Um, I was really pleased with today's practice, had good pace, and, um, you know, the, the, the key days – for us, are you know usually it's Wednesday is kind of our our heavy lifting day as far as structure and being dialed in detail wise, and then Thursday is just you know quick touch with special teams and get in and out. So um, you know the heavy lifting for us will be tomorrow. Well, Saturday wasn't a true road game, it wasn't a home game either. So can can you guys use that as motivation to be like you know this is what we are capable of doing when we are away from home? We can win on the road. Yeah, because I mean I think the biggest challenge for us on the road has been just not having the matchups and um, you know even though the game was a neutral site game we didn't have the ability to make the last change so uh, that, I think that's a huge step for us in the right direction and um, something we can build off of and you know obviously Saturday night's an extremely difficult place to play and the way Colgate's playing right now I would expect Friday night that they'll have a good crowd so um, it does give us some confidence but you know two tough tests. How big was it looking back on it to get that power play going? I mean, power play has been up and down a lot but you guys were shooting the puck a lot, especially during that major penalty to, to get two goals. I mean, how important was that, you know, looking back on that? Yeah, I mean, it really sealed, you know, our fate. You know, it gave us the chance to, to play with confidence and to really be relaxed in that third period. And, you know, you, you have that lead, and it's, it's comfortable, it's fun to be on the bench. There's not too many times where you're in the third period and you feel like the game is, you know, all but done and just kind of, just got to manage it, and that's where we were at. So um, the power play made a huge difference for us, and I, I really think our special teams have been trending in the right direction as of late. Up next are the players, uh, defenseman Nick Petrullo and forwards Tyler Watkins and Ben Tupker. Uh, during the uh, interview, I did ask Nick about uh, what happened with the fight and uh, how he got involved in that. Hey, you guys are heading into the home stretch here of ECAC Hockey Play. Um, Guys are uh, two points out of that last home playoff spot. Tough road trip coming up with uh, Colgate and Cornell. Uh, ben, obviously you played at Atlanta, you know what it's like there. But uh, how important is this road trip for you guys to try to get back in that home ice? Yeah, I mean, I think that right now, if you look at the standings in the league, spots you know five through twelve are all within uh, within grasp. So there's a lot of movement to be had and a lot of points up for grabs. So um, it doesn't matter where we're playing at. I think we understand about how important it is every night to get all three points. So that's our mindset going forward, and that's what we're going to try and do. Tyler. Yeah, kind of building off that. I feel like older guys in the room that have been around kind of know how important it is. Uh, with this stretch of games that we got coming up uh, to get points every night and continue to play our best. So I think that's kind of been the message to the team so far this week is to just keep uh, pushing in the right direction. What's been, uh, guys, the kind of emotional rebound, I guess, of you know Saturday, a very big win for the program, but at the end of the day, you know, 
no implications on standings, and now you have uh, perhaps your biggest stretch of uh, the season coming up right now. I think, uh, you know, Saturday night was a, was a really good showing for us, and, and it really shows our, our team colors of what we can really do when we play with a lot of confidence, a lot of energy, and at the end of the day, you know, the biggest thing we do stretch as a team, um, from the staff all the way down to, to the players, is, is, is compete level. Um, and, 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 like, you know, the game, not only the box score, but if you, if you watch the game back over again, I think that showed through and through. Um, but, yeah, that's that's something that we have, you know, celebrated at the time, but it's not too long of a celebration just looking at, like, the next competition. Uh, you know, Friday, Saturday is always good to look at as well, but, you know, it's the next task at hand, which is Colgate on Friday night. Unfortunately for you, Nick, you can't play because of the uh, fight. Uh, what exactly happened there? I mean, you, uh, I know Coach was saying it's one, probably one of your best games of the year. Uh, what exactly happened? You guys, uh, it looked like you you cross-checked the uh, McIsaac and he retaliated. And did, did you try to restrain yourself from throwing punches? Um, for a little bit there, yeah. It all kind of started in the in the corner when I picked up the puck and he just, you know, came down on my wrist at like a really bad spot, like not even trying to go for the puck. And it was just kind of like a heat of the moment thing. Um, obviously, you know, at that point it was a 6 nothing game with two minutes left. And that's obviously not the situation that I would have liked to find myself in. Um, I would say, you know, obviously it was an unfortunate event, being that I am suspended on Friday. But, you know, it's uh, something you just got to look, you know, look past and can't go back from here. So it's just, you know, looking at Saturday night for me and and, and rooting the boys on on Friday night. Did you feel that like that was one of your best games of the season? Yeah, I would say so. You know, I honestly think that there was a lot of guys, not necessarily just me, but I think a lot of guys really performed, um, you know, for the full 60 minutes, which is what we, you know, preach as a team and, and what our captains hold us to. I mean, if you scored a goal, you would have had the Gordie Howe hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Ben, you just talk about next performance on Saturday, what, what that meant to the team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Petsy's like, he's been an important part for uh, for us all year, and for him to get rewarded on the score sheet was important. I mean, he was the direct cause on my goal, so I think he did a lot of things um, other than that as well, like just his play without the puck in the defensive zone, I think kind of speaks for itself. So um, a guy like him and the physical presence he brings, as well as the skill that he has, is going to be important for us going forward. So we're looking forward to getting him back on Saturday. Tyler, the power play has been up and down all year, but uh, for you guys to score those two goals in that five-minute major, including the one you scored with 2.4 seconds left in the second. Does that give you guys confidence and uh, in, in realizing if you shoot the puck, you're going to score, or at least try, try to score? Yeah, I think kind of any time. I know we kind of talked about it before, then special teams, especially the power play struggling, kind of just go back to the basics almost and just get as many pucks to the net as you can. And uh, we were fortunate enough to get rewarded a couple times with that. But, yeah, it definitely did feel nice to kind of get back on the score sheet, contribute a little bit uh, from a power play standpoint. So that's something that we're looking forward, looking to build off the rest of the way. Nick, uh, the penalty kill has been, like, like the power play has been up and down a lot. But you guys have seen to have right the ship a little bit uh, with not giving up some power play goals. I mean, what, is, what has been the key maybe turning things around here? Uh, well, we did change our structure. Um, I think that was the, the first step. Not saying necessarily in the right direction. You don't always know how that's going to work, depending on what power play you're getting, uh, going against. But you know, it has worked for us. I think guys, you know, it's something we've been stressing throughout the week during practice a lot, and, and it seems like it's really clicking for not only the guys that are on the power play, but the guys that you know potentially could get a shot for sure in the future. So.
uh, 0-0 first period and Connor made a couple big saves to keep it that way. How big has, was he in that game as well as the whole season for you guys? Yeah, you got it. I think kind of even from being here last year, obviously Connor uh, set many program records, I'm pretty sure. So just knowing that he's back there and just a calming presence back there, kind of like Coach said before, I mean, he makes the crazy saves look easy and routine. So it's uh, it's been a very calming presence, always having him back there and knowing that he can control the game, he can dictate the pace, he thinks the game really well. If guys have been out there for a while, he always gets a cover and really helps us out. And I think both he and Shavs have been very solid for us when they've gotten opportunities. Let's move over to the uh, Union women now. The Dutch women uh, have six games left, all conference games, uh, as they get set for the uh, final stretch drive here of the uh, season. Uh, Union finds themselves in a bad spot right now. I mean, they had been playing well. After they got that 10th win, overall win, when they beat St. Michael's on January 2nd, it's really all going downhill, a five-game losing streak, uh, uh, and uh, lost RPI twice last weekend, one in conference play. Uh, two to one last Friday, and the uh, Mayor's Cup lost three to one. Uh, Union is going to have a tough time trying to make the playoffs here. They're four and a half points uh, behind Princeton. That's for that eighth and final spot. This is, of course, the last year of the uh, eighteen playoff format. Next year, all twelve teams will make the postseason tournament. Union's got a leap over RPI, which uh, Union's four points in back of uh, RPI for ninth place. Um, Union's uh, just a half point ahead of Dartmouth, eleventh uh, place. Dartmouth, and the Browns. Uh, in last place with 10. So it's going to be tough. It makes it even tougher that the team uh, they're facing Friday night is the top team in ECAC hockey play and the number two ranked team in the country, and that is Yale. Uh, the Bulldogs 14-1-1 in conference play with 43.5 points and overall 21-1-1. This is a team that's legitimately, legitimately uh, in contention for a national title this year. Uh, Yale has really come on the last couple of years. Uh, I had a chance to watch them last year, and they were just dynamite then, and they've gotten even better this year. So Union find this, finds itself in a really tough way uh, come Friday night. And then uh, the Dutch women take on Brown on Saturday. Uh, uh, Dutch women lost to both teams back in December, a 3-1 loss at Brown uh, on December 9th, and that was followed up by a 6-1 setback to Yale on December 10th. We talked about that uh, on Tuesday with head coach Josh Skiba and players Emily King and Sophie Matsukas. Guys, you have six games left in the, in the season. Uh, your four and a half point uh, uh, playoff votes, hopes are kind of you know, fading a little bit here. And you're facing the top team in Yale in the conference, number two team overall in the country. What do you got to do to, to Try to pull off an upset Friday. Um, well, first, before I talk about Yale, um, I want to congratulate uh, the men's team on winning the, the Mayor's Cup. I think it was really big for their program. I think for, for Josh and their staff um, to be able to, to bring that home and in a year that I think has been a little bit of a transition for them. And um, I think that was a big, big win for, for their program. So just to do it in dominating fashion, I thought was awesome for them. So uh, just congratulations to them. So, um, for us, I mean, it, it's it's going to continue to build our brand of how we want to play. I think, there again, there's no secret recipe for, for us. We have to put in the work. We have to make sure that we're playing predictable. We have to play physical. We have to play fast. Um, when we played Yale last time, we were not at our best. Uh, we, were, we had a group that I know was pretty sick. Um, they didn't get our best. 
I believe our team is more prepared now to play a team like that. Um, but we have to stick to our, our game. We have to play fast. We have to be physical. We have to be predictable. Um, and I think by, by Friday when we, that rolls around, we'll be prepared to, to go. Emily, what do you have to do to, con you know, to control the pace of the game against a team like Yale? Um, I think we just have to go back to the basics and work hard. I think that we are a good enough team to play with them and maybe even beat them. And so I think that we just have to believe in ourselves and, and stop like overthinking that, oh my gosh, we're playing Yale, like every game you should go in and think the same. And, you know, it's never over till it's over, so you might as well just go out there and prove that we can do what we want to do. Sophie, what do you have to do to not get intimidated by Yale? I think just do what I always do. Like, you can't get scared of who's coming up. Like, you're playing against the best teams every year, every day, every game. So, like, there's, they're no different. They're any other player. They're any other team. Like, they're just play simple and play my game. Coach, I know when we talked to you on, on Saturday, it was still kind of fresh. But, you know, now that you've had some time to reflect on it, you know, what was maybe the message to the team after the Mayor's Cup? I mean, in a game that at the end of the day, you know, didn't have any implication on the standings and you got some, you know, big-time games coming up down the stretch here. Um, I think we we were really happy with how we played, really, for, for two periods, I think, on Saturday. Um, I thought we controlled the game. I thought we were doing a lot of really good things in, in the game. I think uh, the penalty, I think, is something that, you know, the penalties, I guess, um, just just changed our, our emotions a little bit. I think it was a learning opportunity for our group to make sure that we control, um, you know, the emotion of, of ourselves and, and how we respond to certain situations. And I think if, if we made that, if we could go back and make that switch, I'm confident we would have finished that game. We would have been home with the trophy. So um, to me, that's a learning opportunity for our group. I, I don't think it was anything with our play. I think it was our emotions that we did to ourselves. And I think our group understands that uh, moving forward, and I think it's a challenge for us to continue to mature with. What are you going to do to get the power play going? Uh, put some more practice into it. I, th I think just we've got to go over it. We've got to make sure our, our players understand what their roles are, what their looks are. Um, we're doing some things this week starting today that I think hopefully will help our, our group. But, um, again, it's just, it's just putting more practice into it, putting more work into the group to make sure they understand what we want to accomplish, um, to understand how Yale is going to try and kill us. Um, Coming up, we'll meet the new head coach of the Union College Football Dutchman. That's John Poppy. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in New York. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hey, this is Schenectady's own Damon Bruce, but I'm out here on the West Coast now as host of Damon and Rado on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. I got Linton, Linton, Linton High School in my DNA, but I did graduate from Notre Dame Bishop Gibbons. And you are listening to the King of Schenectady Sports Parting Shots Podcast with the Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Jacques. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, the Union College football team has its new head coach. It's John Poppy. He's the 34th coach of the program. Uh, he was named uh, coach on Thursday 
Uh, press conference was held on Friday, last Friday at uh, Not Memorial on the campus of Union College. And uh, Poppy uh, comes from Harvard, where he was the uh, special, uh, secondary and special team coach the last five years. And his units were consistently among the best in the country at the NCAA Division One Championship Series level. That's FCS uh, level for uh, uh, you guys out there. Uh, Poppy takes over for Jeff Behrman, who uh, left uh, in December to return to his alma mater, John Carroll University in Ohio, where he's their head coach there now. Um, the press conference was very entertaining. Uh, Poppy... Uh, very intense. Uh, you, you could see it in the way he was speaking, and uh, I think I, I think there's an infectious infectiousness there. And and, and you know, the, the most of the football players were there to uh, watch the press conference. They were, of course they were involved in the interview process as well uh, during the the coaching search. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about how important that was. With that, uh, well, let's hear, hear from the new head uh, coach of the Union College Football Dutchman, John Poppy. John, first of all, welcome to Union College, and uh, what was your experience like uh, touring the campus in the interview process? Uh, touring campus is beautiful. Uh, again, a great reminder of Williams College, and um, excited that it's a tight-knit community, and our young people can get around it pretty easily. It seems like everything's everything they need is right here. So, yeah, it was a great tour, and um, it was my first time actually stepping foot on campus, so it was great to see it in person. As I asked you in the press conference, the intensity just, you know, it was, it was oozing from the, your you know, speech and answering the questions from the media. You said, you, know, you said your mouth, but what, 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 how does that develop over time, that intensity? Uh, I don't know. It just kind of happened. Um, you know, it's just investment, right? Um, I'm invested in this place, and that creates passion and, and intensity because I want to see this be the most successful program it can be. And... I would say that's where it really has developed. Every place I've been, I've been there for a reason, and all I want to do is make it better. What got you into coaching? What what led you into this profession? Uh, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, and uh, I knew I didn't want to do that after after an internship. So um, I just reflected, and a moment of epiphany came. Right, epiphany came, and uh, I realized uh, all the people that had a tremendous impact on me at that time in my life were coaches. And it really just fueled that desire to pursue it. And thankfully, I played under some great people, Mike Whalen and Dan Desenzo, and they really um, gave me an opportunity to run with that. Al Bagnoli was mentioned. I was obviously coach here for many years at Union, went to Penn, uh, my hometown, Philadelphia, and then, of course, now at Columbia. What did he tell you about Union and uh, the, what the, the, the expectations were? One, he said it was just a tremendous place. Um, the people, the community, um, and it had great resources available to the head football coach in every aspect, um, you know, from the family side of things to the professional side of things. So that was really his advice and his thoughts on Union College. Um, and the second part, if you can repeat for me. Uh, what did he tell you me as far as the fan expectations and all that stuff? Uh, you, yeah, they want to win. <laughs> and uh, so... Uh, I know what's the road ahead. Um, this is a great conference, a competitive conference. Um, so I, I look forward to that challenge, and uh, I look forward to helping our young people be competitive and hopefully have a chance to win a championship. Did you know of Union prior to this? I, I did. So when I was uh, at Williams, uh, as a freshman, we had a JV game against Union down here, and we won. <laughs> um, and then um, I was actually at Columbia. We scrimmaged Cornell 
and we use Union College as a facility. So I had awareness to Union, and bunch, a bunch of people I knew from Bergen Catholic played and, and attended Union College. You mentioned Jersey. With you, you had to pick your wife and stuff. What part of Jersey? Are you from Jersey originally? Bergen County. Uh, wife's from Paramus. I'm from Upper Saddle River. She went to Paramus High. I went to Bergen Catholic. That's sort of central Jersey. Nobody, nobody wants to be. <laughs> I, I always say about Jersey, you know, North Jersey is New York City. South Jersey's is the Philadelphia area. Central Jersey is anybody's. <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty nice area, central Jersey. Uh, New Jersey is uh, the greatest state of the union. Oh, I don't know about that. I think Pennsylvania is, but that's me. <laughs> but what is your philosophy uh, as, a, as a coach? Um, to make sure I'm growing and developing and educating our young people, right? To always have positivity and passion in what I do. And always learn, right? You're always learning. You might not make the catch. You might not make the tackle, okay? It's only failure if you don't learn. And I think those are my three biggest things that I'm trying to emphasize to our student-athletes on a daily basis. You said you're looking for an offensive coordinator. What are you looking for in that offensive coordinator? Uh, a teacher, a great teacher, right, of the fundamentals of the game. It's uh, a very technique-driven position, a position where you have to think on the fly, you have to recognize, and they always say the, the old offensive line are the smartest kids on the team. And, and I'm looking forward to bringing in somebody that embraces that part of uh, offensive line culture and looking for someone that is just easy to work with and understands the values of a college like this. You brought up the Dutchman shoes, the rivalry game against RPI. Of course, your stints at Harvard, you had the game against Yale. Can you compare the two? I mean, obviously you haven't coached the Dutchman shoes yet, but the rivalry with Harvard, with, between Harvard and Yale, what was that like And uh, to, to go through that, uh, that rivalry? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I had the biggest little game in America, William Zamherst, too, and um, I, I think they're all very similar, right? There's... It's a heated, contested battle every time they match up against each other. And I think there's also a certain level of respect, too, for your opponent, right? Knowing you're going to probably cross paths with the people that wore the opposite color uniforms throughout the rest of your lives. And, you know, you want those bragging rights for the rest of your life. So I think that's what drives these types of rivalries and, and really excited to be a part of this. Going through that interview process and talking to the uh, student-athletes there, the, the questions that they asked, uh, what was it like to have them ask questions of what, what you are like? <laughs> um, well, I think it was just important that it, I thought it was unique. And I, looking back, how important that was to see the investment of our student athletes in this program, right, in this process to who's going to lead them, right, to being a better football team and program or the best that they can be. And um, I thought that was amazing. Um, I think that helped for me feel a lot more comfortable becoming the head coach that I had such an interaction with them to kind of see how they tick and, and see the type of character our, our young men possess. Yeah, you're coming to a program that Jeff Berman turned around here. They, they, they got uh, better as the, the years went on. What do you have to do to uh, enhance what he had done here? Um, well, I spoke with Jeff and, and there's there's no replacing what he did here and and my job is just to try to find ways to tweak, improve, uh, so that it shows up in the wins and loss columns, right? And um, to, you know, Athletic Director McLaughlin's point, I I'm here to just do more than win on the field, but I know that's where, you know, I might make my mark to an extent too. So um, I'm going to look back on the season and see where I can bring things that I've learned to our team, to our program, and, and see if it helps us win some more games. What's your recruiting philosophy? What do you? I mean, obviously now you got to hit the trail right away here. What What are you looking for to to improve this team? 
Um, well, for me, my philosophy is just relentless pursuit. Um, I've already been on the phone with a number of young people. I look forward to speaking with their families, too. I've met with a couple this morning. And really, it's about people I want to coach, right? Us as coaches, we just want to be able to work with them every day. And if our conversations are productive, they make sense, they align, then we're going to have a pretty awesome football team because there's an understanding and belief in one another. I got to ask you this question. You've worked in, at Harvard a couple of years for a few years. Your last name's Poppy. Was there any reference to Big Poppy? <laughs> uh, maybe initially, but obviously uh, as the as his retirement got further and further uh, you know, away, and not, not necessarily because we're spelled different. John, I appreciate a few minutes. Sorry for that silly question at the end there, buddy. Uh, good luck, and uh, we'll be following you throughout the season. Awesome. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. After I spoke with Poppy, I uh, talked with uh, Athletic Director Jim McLaughlin about the process and why he likes John Poppy. Well, Jim, what attracted you to uh, John Poppy? Well, yeah, I think it was, you know, first learning about him, his background and experience, uh, about where he's played, where he's coached, uh, his experience recruiting uh, high-caliber academic athletes to the institutions he's coached at uh, initially attracted me to him and then as we I got to meet him through multiple conversations leading to a, a campus interview I was just really impressed with his philosophy his ideals uh, what he wanted to achieve and um, his understanding of intercollegiate athletics within an elite division three liberal arts college and as i mentioned to him and during the press conference and in my subsequent interview with him that he, he does he does seem intense i mean do you like that intensity i i i think passion and enthusiasm is great right uh for the players on the field and those things there um you know i i i, I seen him in many environments already uh what i what i do know is that um from talking to so many folks that he's worked with, uh, he's a terrific person. He is a great person within the department and campus community. And uh, I think he'll be a real asset to the campus community. Um, you know, obviously, there's going to be great passion, enthusiasm, and energy when he's engaging in the teaching on the field. And then when he's engaging in conversations uh, with students or on campus, and different things like that, he'll he'll have his own way. Yeah. I mean, he's coming into a situation where he's not taking over a program that has been struggling. Uh, Jeff Berman got this program back to where everybody at Union thinks it should be. Uh, what are the expectations of him for you to you know try to improve on what Jeff did? So we, we, we've got a lot of talent coming back. And, um, you know, this is certainly not uh, a rebuild, a three-year plan or anything like that. Uh, we, we've got the talent in the room that can compete for a championship in an incredibly difficult league. So, um, you know, he's got a lot of work to do in uh, installing offenses and different things like that. And I know our kids are ready and committed and hungry. But our, our expectation is that this program competes for a championship this year. Yeah, the players were in involved I think in the interview process what was it like to have them involved in uh, in that and uh, the questions they asked 
They were terrific, as as every team has been here, and how they've been involved in the search processes. You know, um, I always say, you know, like it or not, right or wrong, student athletes are going to spend more time with their coach than any other person on campus. So, I really wanted them to have a voice, and they certainly did. And uh, they they provided me and the search committee valuable insight to arrive at a decision that we all feel great about. Jim, appreciate a few minutes, and uh, good luck with the hire. Appreciate it, Ken. Thanks for all you do. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast and have the latest winners in the Daily Gazette's You Pick 'Em Football Contest in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in New York. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Deputy Director of Content Adam Schinder. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Senator Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast, the Week 21 winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest was Peter Briscoe of Schenectady. Peter wins a $100 Hannaford gift card. Congratulations, Peter. The VIP winner was Jim DeMarco of Morris Ford. Adam Schinder and I each went 1-1 last week. We are 187 out of 305, and we are guaranteed a share of the You Pick'em Football title. We are a game up on Andrew Krauss of Glenville Beverage, with one game to go. I'll announce the winner of the You Pick and Football contest, and that winner's name will appear in Thursday's Daily Gazette. To play in the contest, go to dailygazette.com and click on the You Pick and Football banner. The Daily Gazette has a new sports podcast. It's called Full Court Press Row. Hosted by Michael Kelly, Adam Schinder, and Will Springstead, Full Court Press Row takes a comprehensive look at the Siena and UAlbany men's and women's basketball programs. Full Court Press Row is available wherever you get your podcast. Keep checking out DailyGazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on how COVID-19 is affecting us in the Capital Region. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this situation. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. If you have not gotten vaccinated, please do so. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank members of the Union College Hockey men's and women's teams, New Dutchman football head coach John Poppy, and Union Athletic Director Jim McLaughlin for being a part of the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shots. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports, and fly, Eagles, fly.